Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. Have you ever thought about switching places? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Stephen Sylvester. I'm Todd Sylvester. I mean, we can switch that. You mean seats? Yeah. No, why? I don't know. I just. I don't know how to run the soundboard. And I mean, you could figure this out on the computer, maybe. But why? I don't know. I just it popped into my head. Liven things up, freshen it up. Well, I, look. All right, leave me. Leave me alone. I was just Sorry. suggesting. I don't yeah, know. There is a lot of scripture that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And you mean like the the rules in Leviticus about no. like what to do with the dead body of yeah, the creature, and, and to put the blood on your earlobe and the left toe and all that kind of weirdness. No, that doesn't make me uncomfortable. So you don't do all that stuff. No, I do not. Okay, I do not, and I do not sacrifice animals. You know, I go to the one eternal sacrifice, the mass. So <laughs> I'm good. But I'm saying it makes me uncomfortable because then I'm reminded most of the time I think I'm doing fairly well. And that's maybe just my pride, but I'm reminded with some scriptural verses, like you're not, you're, you're not, you're not, you've got yeah. a long way to go. Yeah, that's fair. And I've said it before that the only reason why, if, we, if we're not living the life of a saint, that we're not is because we don't want to. Yeah. Because the grace is there. God is not mean. He doesn't call us to something that he does not give us the grace to accomplish. Right. And if he's calling us to that level of holiness, which he is universally, mm-hmm. that the grace is there. So I'm saying no to it all. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. I think I'm good enough for today. Yep. And the one scripture verse I want to talk about today is Matthew 16, 24, where he's speaking to his disciples. If you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And every time I read it, it sends shivers down my back. Yeah. Because I don't want to deny myself. I want ice cream. Mm. And I want it right now. I don't want to deny myself. Yeah. Denying yourself sucks. It really does. And it's really hard. Yeah. But I also recognize, and this is the weird part, Steph, is Mm. that I recognize when I do that, I am the best version of myself. Right. And that's the difficult thing about that, because I think you're absolutely right that it should send shivers down your spine when you read that scripture because it is directly criticizing the thing that we hold on to most dearly about our sinfulness. Or at least for me, I'll speak for myself. It's the thing that I hold on to most dearly because there are those moments, like everybody has their sins that they struggle with and the things that are particularly hard for them to do. We're talking about taking up your cross and carrying it. It's like everybody's got one. But I think that... uh, Even more so than that, everybody gets this idea of there's that thing that should be relatively easy if you understand how the world is ordered in terms of like, you know what you need to do, Mm -hmm. and it's the hardest thing in the world, even if it's a relatively insignificant thing, it's the hardest thing in the world to take the first step toward doing it sometimes. Mm. It's the hardest thing in the world. And... That's, I think, where the grace has to come in because there there are those moments where I see what's happening. Like, I I see behind the curtain. I'm like, I get it. I see, I'm not a mystic. I don't actually see anything, but it's like, I 
I understand what's happening right now, that I am ultimately making a choice for the thing that I want because I want it. Right. And there's no, there's nobody else that I can blame for my decision. I right. can't be like, oh, it's addiction or like, oh, it's because of my mental situation or stress. It's like there's nothing. Nothing is forcing me to make this decision. It's totally free. And I'm choosing wrong right you know and i see it and so those are the moments where i'm just like ah this is the worst because it's a direct criticism of those aspects of my life and saying like hey if you want to do this holiness thing then that's what you need to be working on well but i think we also as philosophers we see the whole thing we see where it's going yeah a friend of mine called me one time and he said i can't believe it you know my wife and i were just fighting over this one thing and i said what's the one thing she wants me to mop the whole house and i'm like okay what's the problem are mm-hmm. you are you in a wheelchair like what's wrong with you right and he goes no, todd don't you understand if i do that once she's going to expect it from now on and there's some truth to that yeah that's true because god when he asks us to reach that level of holiness mm-hmm. there's no backsliding he, he's like, okay, now that's the new normal. Yeah. There you go. That's the spot to drive from now. There you go. There, th- that's where you tee off. Yeah. And there's no going back to the kitty tees. Yes. And at least he was being honest, though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most people are just not even there in terms of being honest with themselves about what's actually happening. Right. Like, what decision are you actually making? He understood. He gets it. Now, he might not understand the the long-term, like, spiritual effects of what he's talking about with mopping the floor, but he recognizes exactly what his motivation is, and he's being honest about it. Right. It's like, I don't want to commit to denying myself that much. Right. Because In fact, I don't really want to commit to denying myself pretty much any bit yeah. at all. I mean, and it's w- funny. It really it's like you can't, even, it. you can't even like take credit for it if you have aspects of your life where you are consistently doing the right thing, where you're living in holiness as best you can. Yeah. Because it's like, well, it's just grace. It's just grace that's allowing me to do it. And I don't know. I feel like that's that's the thing that's the hard sell about Christianity. Yeah. It's, it's a hard sell. It's for real. It sucks. Now, we're recording this close to the end of Lent. We're, we're coming into the... Yeah, Easter's right around the Yeah, corner. we're rounding third. And I'm going to tell you, like, I have a priest friend of mine that jokes who says, I hate Lent. I mean, he's joking. I love Lent. I be- become the best part of me yeah. during Lent because fasting is so good for me. Yeah. I mean, it is so good for me. A, because I have no self-control. <laughs> if you put a half gallon of ice cream in front of me, I truly think that's a single serving size. Can confirm that is accurate. Yes. And so if I say no to even starting that, Mm-hmm. Going down that road, like I've, I have friends that are so good with portion control. Yeah. They'll go like, oh, I'm going to have a brownie, but let me have the smallest one. I'm like, the smallest one? Like Back crazy. off. Right. In fact, these two are really not cut all the way through. So that's I get it. one. I get it. That's one. Yeah, that totally counts. And that's the difficult thing that I have to explain to my students when they ask me about giving things up for Lent because I go, all right. You have to pick something to give up for Lent, and I want you to be creative and do this and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to... I'm going to give up drinking Coca-Cola because I want to lose weight. And it's like, okay, you completely missed the point. Right. And they're like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, and it's hard to explain because it's like you're supposed to treat it like practice. Yeah. 
And then as soon as I say that, then all the boys get it who, who play sports and the girls who play sports, they get it too. But a lot of the kids are still looking at me with this look of like, huh? Yeah. Because it's like, you're supposed to give this up for no reason other than you are training yourself to deny yourself. Yeah. You're trying to make your will to say no stronger. And eventually, hopefully, they get it. But that is a tough thing for everyone. Right. Not just for kids. It's tough for adults too. I'm exhibit A. And it's if really I, hard. If I can really get honest with myself and I have to slow myself down, you know, because we're in such a fast-paced society where everything, you know, two-day shipping now is is slow yeah. to us. And the drive-through, even at Chick-fil-A sometimes, is, <laughs> is slow. Like, we, we want it instantaneous. I just want a drone. I want to push a button and then the drone comes out of nowhere and lands. Yeah. But if I slow myself down, and if I really ask myself the question, what is absolutely best? Mm-hmm. What is best, not just for me, but for everyone around me in, in every situation? I think that's what saints do. I think that's how they perceive things. And most of the time, it means that I'm not going to get what I want. Yeah. So taking up your cross means praying for an honest mind yeah. when it comes to that. Right. right? And then when you're presented with the opportunity— being like, okay, I guess this is the next thing and doing it. And then I can look back, you know, when you do that and not to pat myself on the back or anything, but I just, I feel better about myself. Same. And I deserve no pats on the back, by the way, for anything. I think that I can honestly say, and I'm not being modest when I say this. It's like, I recognize how bad I am at being a Catholic. Right. I, I recognize that. The, the holiness, the saintliness comes in having the will to try and get better. There you go. I think. I hope. There you go. You know? And if, if this is Christ's command, if you want to be a disciple, this is how you do it. This is the formula. Yeah. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. Yes, indeed. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. We appreciate y'all.